Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's talk a little NFL because I'm sure a bunch of you guys out there had some money on the National Football League this weekend. And let's start with the Browns downing the 49ers in Cleveland, 1917. Brock Purdy loses his first ever regular season game as an NFL starter. The 49ers regular season winning streak comes to an end at 15. And what's crazy about this is two things. Number one, P.J. Walker was the Browns quarterback. Deshaun Watson out with a shoulder injury, and yet the Niners still had a chance to win it. Jake Moody missed a 41-yard field goal with three seconds to play, so the Brownies moved to 3-2. and two. The Niners dropped to 5-1. and one. Does this change your feeling at all about San Francisco, or is this just, look, it's the NFL? No, this was a good defense, and I think this is one that I'm kind of kicking myself over because – I think I didn't play this because I was worried about the Browns quarterback situation. Like PJ Walker going against the Niners defense was not an easy task to take on, but still Jim mm-hmm. Schwartz defensive coordinator for the Browns is really solid. And for some reason yeah. he has the number of Kyle Shanahan as a defensive coordinator against Kyle Shanahan. He's nine and one. So schematically there is something that Jim Schwartz is doing. And also I'll say mm-hmm. he has some very good pieces on that defense so maybe we kind of saw this coming. I wasn't brave enough to play it. But still, this is the best defensive matchup that the Niners had seen. I did not see an outright loss here. But also, I think the takeaway for me is not only did they lose this game, they also had some key injuries. Christian McCaffrey left this game. Debo Samuel mm-hmm. left this game. So it's starting to be deja vu all over again. Because what was the one thing holding the Niners back last year? It was injuries. They had to play mm-hmm. uh, in the postseason without a true quarterback. So now it's kind of raising some of those ghosts up to the surface. And Niners fans are like, oh, brother, here we go again. Not again. So I think that is the takeaway is monitoring those injuries moving forward. So at least maybe if the Niners can get back to full strength, I don't think this is a game where I'm saying, okay, the Niners aren't the best team in right. football anymore. Because also the Eagles lost as well. Yeah, that's another game where I I could not believe that. I thought the Eagles might roll in that game. Jets got a great interception late in that game where Jalen Hurts was trying to rally the team through a really bad pick, and the Jets went on top. So good on the Jets. Zach Wilson just kind of minding his own business, driving the car, and bad loss for the Eagles, and the Jets are just waiting, just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to possibly return. We'll see if that actually happens or not. Let's stay in the AFC a little bit. Well, not talking about both both conferences here with the Dolphins crushing the Panthers 42 to 21 in Miami to a three touchdowns 262 receiving yards he leads the NFL right now in passing yards 
Also, Tyreek Hill, 103 or 163 yards receiving, one touchdown. He leads the NFL receiving yards, 814 yards. Man, the Dolphins, I know they had that loss to the Bills up in Buffalo, but they improved to 5-1 and one in that offense. Mike McDaniel just has those guys humming. Right, but it was also against the Panthers, who were actually in this game. It was very surprising. I'm in Charlotte, so this is the game that I had to watch uh, for a bit. But still, how much do you make of offenses that can put up these huge numbers against teams that are probably not going to be in the postseason? Like, I think I would still side towards, uh, this is a really good offense. Tyree Kill is a cheat code yes. for just about any defense. But still, like we've seen some uh, some blips in the radar for Miami when they do defenses. We saw it against the, mm-hmm. the Bills. But in the meantime, I think what this means going forward is I'm still going to be on Tua for MVP. He is going yeah. to put up insane numbers because they still have some bad defenses that they have to face. And when a quarterback puts up these insane numbers, you just can't ignore it. So even though there will be teams that maybe are better overall teams, I think the Dolphins will be good enough to keep Tua in the MVP conversation. And what do you know? Uh, He is now up on the leaderboard, tied for the best odds to win MVP at plus 350, along with Patrick Mahomes. And also, this is dual-sided because it also depends on how the rest of the quarterbacks are doing. Patrick Mahomes really hasn't put up huge numbers this year. So if this is the year that anybody takes it from Patrick Mahomes – like, I think this is it because he just hasn't been putting up the numbers that fly off the page. Yeah, and remember that Devon A-Chain is a guy who's out for, what, four weeks with a knee injury. So that's just another weapon that Miami will get back at some point. I know the Panthers are a bad football team. I get that. But Dolphins right now are putting up college numbers against NFL teams. I don't care how bad you are, even though the Panthers are 0-6. That's just tough to do in pro football, but that offense, when it gets going, is really difficult to stop. Did you see Tyreek Hill after he scored that one touchdown where he took the phone from someone on the sideline right there in the end zone or at the end of the end zone, then recorded himself doing a backflip? Yeah, and then the No Fun League took it down. Did you see this? Somebody posted the video, or maybe the NFL did, and then they took it down. Like, are we championing uh, celebrations or not? Because wasn't the the caveat is that you're not supposed to use props in the in the yeah? I think that's it. I mean, I get it. You don't want it to get out of control. I get that, but at the same time, then this is fun, right? The guy did a backflip on the end zone. He's the most dynamic receiver in the NFL. He leads the NFL in receiving yardage. He takes the phone as a backflip. I'd be like, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's a phone. It's not like he pulled out a machete. Like, it's right. one thing if the well, prop that, is, like, yes. deadly or dangerous. But I think this is trying to, like, stop players from, like, pre-planning some of these celebrations. Because yeah. we've seen some good ones. Remember when, like, T.O. would pull the Sharpie out of his, like, uh, yeah. sock and sign things? Uh, but still, you've got to remember, this is an entertainment league. Are you not entertained when Tyree Kill does this type of thing? So it feels very, very stupid to me, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, why can't Tyree Kill pull out a machete, a machete, and just start like, you know, you know, switching things up, carving things up in the end zone? He pulls out a machete. Come on, let the guy pull out a machete. Cut some things in the end zone. It'll be fine. The grounds crew can repair it. It'll be okay. Like there's there's a, I, I get the NFL is just trying to prevent this from getting out of control, but I feel like right now it's just fun. So I'm with you on that. What do you make of the Cincinnati Bengals? They beat the Seahawks yesterday in Cincinnati. 
17-13. So the Bengals win two straight for the first time this season. They stopped Seattle on a fourth down from inside the Cincinnati 10 with just under two minutes to play. So this was very, very close. Joe Burrow, 185 yards passing. Jamar Chase, six catches in this game. And has a pretty nice... Pretty nice game for him. Went off last week against the Cardinals here. So what do you make of the Bengals? Are you a believer in them just yet? They've kind of been getting by despite that huge win against Arizona. It feels like they're they're, they're there, but not they haven't quite put it all together. Kind of like the Chiefs, I feel like, even though the Bengals have been worse. Right. At this point in the game, the Bengals just need to win games. It doesn't matter if it's ugly, if it's pretty or what, because we know there's a good quarterback in there for Joe Burrow Mm -hmm. uh, somewhere. So if they can just stay alive in the playoff race, and if they just make it to the playoffs, I feel like every single team in the AFC would not want to face the Bengals, no matter how bad they look in the regular season. They still have a threat in the postseason because they have Joe Burrow, highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He has not Mm -hmm. looked like it thus far. But still, I'm not giving up uh, my faith in them just yet. Yeah, I'm the same way. They're they're right there. They're only one game behind the Ravens in the AFC North. So I feel like if you're Cincinnati, you have to be pleased with the fact that, look, we haven't played our best football. There's no question about that. But now we're sitting right there within a game at the top of the division after this starts. So all things considered – I think Cincinnati will be just fine with where it is, considering all the injuries and Joe Burrow off to that slow start. Finally, how about the Lions down in the Bucks? We mentioned the Lions because, once again, Jared Goff going off. He has really elevated his game over the past couple of years. This is, I think, a top-10 quarterback in the NFL, 363 yards, two touchdowns. The Lions have now won four straight. They're 5-1. and one. It's their fastest start since 2011, and they hold the Bucks to just 251 yards of total offense. Detroit just keeps plugging along. Do you think Jared Goff deserves to be in the MVP conversation? I have not yes. thought of this thought until just now. He's been putting up some big numbers. The Lions are good. Does he deserve to be up there? Yes. No question. Look, they're 5-1. and one. Jared, I think Jared Goff, we always talk about narratives on this show. What what works against Jared Goff is when you think about Jared Goff, or at least I know some people do, they think about the Jared Goff that was in L.A. This is a completely different quarterback. They won last week without Amon Ross St. Brown. He was back in the lineup this week. If the Lions keep winning, and they should, not just because they're good, but because they play in a weaker division, why not? He's been fantastic. Time to throw out that old narrative. The man can play. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.